Welcome to Kayla's Couch, a podcast about faith, family, mental health, and anything else. Grab a seat and get cozy as we discuss life as a Christian, a parent, a student, a person. Settle in and let's catch up. It's Kayla's Couch. Hello out there, and thanks for listening. I'm Kayla, and I'm so grateful you decided to join me on the couch today. Merry Christmas to everyone. It is Christmas Eve here for me, but you might be listening on Christmas Day or sometime after. Either way, whenever it is for you, today's episode is still relevant. I'm going to be going into some Bible history and the prophecies of Jesus' birth. I did this as a quick study for my small group a few weeks ago, and I thought I'd expand my talk a little bit and share it with anyone out there who's interested. Then I'm going to wrap up with uh, a funny Christmas thing that my husband actually shared with me a few days ago, and I thought that I would pass it along to you. So let's get into it. To start, I'll mention that Jesus fulfilled over 300 prophecies that foretold of the Messiah, and I will not be going over all 300 plus. Instead, I just have a select few. The first one is Isaiah 714, which says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. So this prophecy was written in approximately 740 to 700 BC, um, obviously meaning before Christ, so 700 years before Jesus. It highlighted that he would be born of a virgin, which was fulfilled in Matthew 1, 18 through 23. That says, When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Later in Isaiah 9, 6, which says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And that explained that Jesus, who's God, would be born as a child. Now he could have simply come to earth, but he humbly became like his creation. And we read about that in the four Gospels of the New Testament. Another early writer is Micah, who wrote of Jesus' birth around 515 BC, after the temple was rebuilt. So Micah 5.2 says, But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. And Genesis 49.10 also states, The scepter will not depart from Judah. So these two verses, um, they allude to the tribe of Judah, and also specifically call out the town of Bethlehem. So the Messiah will come from the tribe of Judah, will be born in Bethlehem, and in Matthew chapter 2, the scribes would have known the significance of Bethlehem and the fact that Jesus was born there. Yet another prophet who spoke of the Messiah was Hosea. And Hosea 11.1 says, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I called my son. 
So in the New Testament, we read the account of Mary and Joseph fleeing to Egypt with Jesus after his birth and then returning to Nazareth. And Hosea was written in 760 to 720 BC and is one of the oldest books of the Tanakh, which predates the full Torah. And that is the first five books of our Bible, which is also known as the Pentateuch. So this this book was written 760-ish years before Jesus was born and specifically calls out that he would um, have fled to Egypt and is called back home. So the last prophet I'll mention today is Zechariah. And Zechariah is the most quoted minor prophet in the New Testament. So his prophecies are referenced 41 times in the New Testament, and I'm going to pick out a few of those today. So Zechariah 9 says the Messiah will ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, and Jesus does this in Matthew chapter 21. Chapter 11 says he will be sold for 30 pieces of silver, which Matthew chapter 27 says Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver. Chapter 12 says that his death, um, or at his death, he will be pierced. And chapter 13 specifically references his hands being pierced. So here are just four examples of the 41 times um, where a prophecy from Zechariah was fulfilled by Jesus in the New Testament. And I really like looking through all of these cross-references. I just think it's really cool to look at the details of Jesus's birth and then see that they were written about so far in advance. You know, we have copies of these documents that just predate the time that Jesus was alive. You know, you hear about um, the discoveries of the Dead Sea Scrolls and other parchment pieces that just are dated so far back and, you know, historically are accurate and align with the time period that they say they do. And so to see all of those details included in the Old Testament just kind of speaks to the fact that God cared so much about sending a Messiah for his people. Like, he did not want us to be confused when the Messiah came. Like, when our Savior, God, put on flesh and came to the earth to die for our sins, the only possible sacrifice for our sins, he made it so that we couldn't miss him. I found a website that lists 365 prophecies and then references obviously the Old Testament prophecy and the New Testament fulfillment from Jesus. So I'm going to link that in the podcast details and also on Instagram in the link tree on my profile page. I will put in a disclaimer that I did not check all 365 cross references, but they do have the verse reference for each individual prophecy. So if you'd like to, you could go through, do some of your own research. Like I said, I find it really exciting and I find it to make it personal for me, you know, that uh, God showed what he was doing all the way from the beginning of time. So like I said, I just picked out a few prophecies that were written in the Old Testament and fulfilled by Jesus in the New Testament. And I had heard some of these before, and so you might have too. But 
As Christmas gets closer, I thought it would be cool to actually cross-reference some scripture, so thanks for letting me share this with you, and I really would love to hear what you think. Was anything new for you, or were there any cross-references I didn't mention that you'd like to share with me? Um, You can send that to me in an email at kaylascouch at gmail.com, or just send me a message on Instagram at kaylascouchpod. All right. It is that time of the episode where we switch gears a little bit, and today I wanted to pass along something I found funny that my husband Noah shared with me, and that is called Whamageddon. I don't know if you've ever heard of this before, but instead of trying to explain it in my weird way, I'm just going to read from Wikipedia about Whamageddon. It says, Whamageddon is a game played during the 24 days before Christmas in which players try to go from the 1st of December to the end of Christmas Eve without hearing the song Last Christmas by Wham. Now a disclaimer, this is my husband's favorite Christmas song. He can't explain why, but Last Christmas by Wham is his favorite, so he found this particularly funny, how people try not to hear it at all for the first 24 days of Christmas. So to keep going, if the player hears the song between the first and the 24th, they are out of the game and have to post hashtag Whamageddon on social media to indicate that they have lost. The exception to the game is the player can only listen to remixes or cover versions of the song. And it is not encouraged on the website, but technically still a part of the rules that you can send another player the song or play it to them so they lose the game. It also says, although Whamageddon is described as a survival game as opposed to a battle royale game. So I guess it's, they they would prefer that you just try on your own to not hear the song rather than try maliciously to get your friends out. And I thought that was pretty funny because we listen to Last Christmas by Wham as much as we possibly can. Like I said, it's Noah's favorite. So my question for you today is what song would you make a challenge for to not hear basically for the whole Christmas season? Like what is that one song that you could just completely live without during the Christmas time and, um, would definitely win a challenge of not hearing for a whole 24 days. My answer, I think, would be anything Michael Buble Christmas. And I know that that is a strong stance to take, and I apologize in advance. I know it's not a popular take. I just don't love Michael Buble's style. I think it's maybe just a little bit too jazzy for me. And yeah, to be completely honest, I just find it kitschy. I guess, like just kind of tacky, not very genuine. I don't know. Maybe I'm starting a fight here. So if that's you and you couldn't live without Michael Buble, I want to know what song you could live without. So send me a message or an email. I want to hear what is your quote again for the Christmas season. All right, that is it for this episode of Kayla's Couch. Uh, It was really interesting for me to search in the scripture, do some research, and learn how Jesus specifically fits the bill of the Messiah. And I hope that you found it interesting too. 
If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, send me an email at kaylascouch at gmail.com. I hope you will join me next time on Kayla's Couch. Check out my 14-day devotional, Prayers for Anxiety, on Etsy. The printable download shares 14 scriptures that focus on encouragement for anyone feeling anxious, lonely, lost, etc. Each day includes context for the verse, how to apply it, a prayer, and a space for notes or journaling. I hope you'll check it out and let me know what you think after. The link for Prayers for Anxiety is in the podcast details and on Instagram at Kayla's Couch Pod. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider subscribing or sending it to a friend. You can follow me on Instagram at Kayla's Couch Pod and send me an email at kaylascouch at gmail.com with any feedback or recommendations you have. Let's hang out again. It's Kayla's Couch. Kayla's Couch.